Hi, amigos. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fitness Business Life podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Mr. Steve O'Clark. Steve, do you want to say hello, Herman? How's it going, guys? Hope you're doing well. Um, so, Steve, what are we what are we discussing today, dude? Apparently, Spanish. Spanish. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking lessons again. I'm taking, I haven't spoke Spanish uh, since school, um, but we have a few Spanish clients in here, and I, and I try to converse with them a little bit so it, it kind of rubs off every now and again and it just blurred out a little bit i think i just know the essentials like beer and pizza yeah. <laughs> pizza's the same in every language i'm pretty sure um today we're going to talk about uh an all or nothing approach yep. to fitness business and life yeah 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 so the 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 all or nothing syndrome that kills so many dreams so many careers so many fitness aspirations mm-hmm. like literally everything that you can think of because you know we we speak to people every single day in life um yourself on the gym floor me in the classroom and people have you know big dreams goals aspirations and they want to do great things Mm -hmm. but you know what you find a lot of the time is uh this sort of all or nothing approach where if something like the smallest thing doesn't go their way it's like ah I'll just forget about that. You know, I haven't crossed, I haven't crossed the, I haven't got to the point where I thought it would be right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to leave it. It yeah. doesn't matter. Now and we know you you have some experience in this in the past as well. Yeah, uh, the experience that I would have would be in terms of you know like the fitness aspect of things, um, body transformation. Yep. And the way that I always think about it is, people always have great uh, dreams and ideas of things that they want to do or achieve. And maybe that their head isn't in the right place at the time that it comes to doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for years before I actually eventually went to a gym and started uh, losing weight and looking after my health and stuff, my dad had been on to me for ages and ages and ages saying, you know, you're going to have to do something. You're going to stop eating the way you're eating. You're going to need to start exercising and stuff. And I always said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I never did anything about it. Mm -hmm. But I think somewhere in everybody... There's an element of that, but there's a line that everybody needs to kind of cross yeah. uh, before their head's in the right place to make the decision to do something. And whenever that happens, motivation is high. Uh-huh. Um, so the motivation is high, and they'll make the steps that they think that they need to make to go and do something about it, and they'll work their ass off. But if it's an all-or-nothing kind of approach... yeah. Who knows how long that's going to last? Like you said, if if they come to a hurdle and they stumble over it, suddenly everything's gone tits up. And mm-hmm. sure, why am I doing anything anymore? Um, instead of having the approach of let's just take it a step by step kind of uh, way. And if we have a stumble, f- fuck it, we'll get back up and yeah. keep going from there. Yeah. Um, I I think do you know. Everything takes a certain level of responsibility on the individual's part. Mm-hmm. So if it's to do with running, no, if it's to do with fitness, keeping your, yourself healthy. And what a lot of people don't realize um, is you kind of want to do it not for now, not for right now. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm not training for now. Mm-hmm. I'm training for when I'm older. 
so that I can still do the things that I want to do. So that takes a certain level of responsibility to realize that. Yeah. And sometimes people don't realize that. And, you know, it's like, let's say even you're running a business or starting a business. A lot of people, you know, fail at the first hurdle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not doing all these things to get the result right now. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all these things to get the result six, eight, ten, twelve months down the line. Yeah. With 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 that it kinda comes along with, you know, like things like um like products that are being yeah. sold. Like every and even even the way we live day to day, like fuck you can order anything and it's gonna be in your doorstep and yep. in some Instant cases. Gratification. Couple, yeah. Yep. Um so people are so used to like having things instantly, regardless of what it is, and then there's so many things that are pushed upon people, you know, like just do this, and in three weeks' time, you'll have yeah. six-pack abs. You're like, fuck off. It's what we're sold. <laughs> yeah, it's what we're sold, and then people come to expect it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it kind of feeds on, obviously, it feeds on people who don't know any better, mm-hmm. but it's those people who don't know any better who will go in with the high motivation, the all-or-nothing approach, and last a week, and then aren't prepared for the six-month, uh, you know, long-term game yeah. that it actually is going to take. yeah. Do you know, I, I actually, uh, so I, I remember reading an article by James Clear, mm-hmm. and he talks about how, how, you know, how we're set up to live now, um, and he talks about it versus 200,000 years ago. Right. So we, we live in like a kind of instant reward, or sorry, I think he put it an instant reward, or an, like, the, sorry, the things that basically happen... 200,000 years ago will impact you right away. Yeah. So your choices to, uh, you know, I need to run far away right now because I'm going to get eaten alive by this animal. Mm -hmm. That impacts your thinking straight away, Mm -hmm. right? And then he talks about how now, like the things that go around, (laughs) you know, our minds are set up to have things straight away, but our society isn't set up that way. You know, we don't live in a society where you get handed something straight away after, you know, you've made the decision on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of more of a long-term society now, and that's happened over the last 200 years or so. Yeah. But our minds aren't built to deal with that. Right. Okay. We're built to make decisions on the spot and say, this is the instant result that I'm going to get, purely because our minds are still roaming the African savannah saying, don't get eaten, find uh. a place to sleep. <laughs> All of the things that happen there and then, dictate the outcome of your day or whether you live or survive and basically that's how we still operate today so that that's where the the all or nothing kind of thing comes from like if you don't get it right now then you're off put by what you've just done yeah and if you're off put by what you've just done you're not going to stick with it yeah you know it's it's absolutely crazy i like i said earlier so it it comes with a level of responsibility right Mm -hmm. and here's how i think about it the biggest responsibility that anyone can take on this planet is looking after another human being, mm-hmm. being a parent. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the biggest responsibility anyone will ever undertake. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no all or nothing approach there. Yeah. There, you know, it's it, like, it's happening. It's, it's happening <laughs> whether you like it or not. And it's a matter of life and death. Let's face it. You know, you can't take a day off if you have a three year old. We, we know. Right. So regardless of whether you're having a bad day or whether you're having a good day or whatever kind or or whatever day your emotions feel like you're having, you can't say, I don't feel like being a parent today. Otherwise, 
that child goes hungry and it's or gets sick or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you you can't negate that responsibility. And if you kind of think about it in those terms, well, I mean, if you can do that and you can like take on the biggest responsibility in the world, then the rest of the stuff is kind of easy. Yeah, becomes trivial. It, it, it's like it is trivial. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you come, if you go to it with that sort of mentality, is I have to do this. Mm-hmm. You like if you have to go, you have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It literally is a matter of life and death. Like it's gonna add, like uh, you know, cardiovascular fitness, strength is gonna add quality and years to your life. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're basically taking valuable time away from yourself. Yeah. So if you think about it, like if I don't take that same responsibility as I would do with a parent then I'm affecting my not well, my own life because you know, like if we think about it. If you take responsibility from some for someone else, and you're not taking responsibility for yourself, essentially you're not doing either. Yeah, how are you going to pass that on? How are you going to pass that on? And as well, obviously, whenever uh, the years go on, what kind of a role model uh, image you are you? Yeah, are you? Well, passing I, was, on? I was a big, uh, I was a big sort of transition period for you, wasn't it? When your Oliver was born? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. So, like I was saying earlier, that like everyone has their line that. They need to kind of cross to go. Yeah. I actually need to do something, and that was mine. You know, expecting Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you know, like I did have that all or nothing approach, and it was long enough. It was what nine months worth of all or nothing. Yeah. And it was just you know, I got to do this, got to do this, and the results kind of speak for themselves for the hard work that I put in. But once Oliver came along, then things were you know taking a wee bit of a step back and that's where I started finding the flexibility of you know enjoying time as a parent still training in the gym not worrying if I had a pizza or an ice cream at the yeah. weekend and stuff like that there um so those kind of all or nothing like rules that I had before kind of became a bit more relaxed and stuff but it didn't stop me from looking after myself and yeah. making sure that the, the priority is still there that Oliver's you know, still needs looked after and he needs a healthy dad and stuff. So that's why I'm still able to train. But at the same time, he's a kid. Yeah. And we want to have fun with our kids and we want to look after them and stuff. So we go out for pizza and we go out for ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, I, th- I think, you know, I was sort of thinking about this here. People do things based on their emotions. And we kind of touched on it earlier. On days where they don't feel like going to the gym, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I think I said it in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast uh another example of people who play on their emotions well not people dogs right and three-year-olds mm-hmm. but both of them shit on the carpet <laughs> <laughs> probably not a good role model to follow <laughs> do you know what i'm saying so like if you based your life around your emotions like i i i've lost count how many times i didn't feel like going to the gym mm-hmm. i didn't feel like sparring i didn't feel it coming into work but if i based on my based those days on my emotions i call them tombstone days you know you just don't want to do anything you just like the you're waking up and the first thing you do especially you know especially as being an entrepreneur the first thing you do is go i don't want to get out of bed today Uh it's going to be difficult yeah and if i was to do (laughs) exactly what my emotions were telling me to do then i would never have gotten as far as I have today. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, get anything done. You wouldn't get anything done. Yeah. And, like, sometimes, you know, it's not perfect, like, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, like, if we take going to the gym, for example, 
most people think that you have to go into the gym and you have to absolutely kill every single session mm-hmm. and you have to be a beast and you have to feel like a beast and you have to walk in motivated, walk out motivated and it's like rocky music playing the whole time you're there. <laughs> but the reality is that some days you just go and you're just like, eh, I don't really, I'm not really feeling it today yeah. and do you know what? The, the main thing is I showed up because the most important thing when it comes to getting shit done is momentum. Yeah. And once you once you start to lose that momentum and then you start to drift into the nothing. Aye. You know, it, it's yeah. then harder to sway your way back. It's it should be almost like instead of people instead of people thinking of like uh, an all or nothing approach, they should be thinking about an approach that should be more like all or nothing or something. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. you should always go for the something whenever you can. Yeah, and it uh, doesn't matter. Like I've said to people before, you know, like they come in, they're busted, and it's like I don't care if you sit in the row for twenty minutes. Yeah, at least you got in through the door and you did something instead of lying in bed and doing nothing. And do you know what? Sometimes that that's actually going to bring them back to the point where they wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that absolutely. Actually, there was a girl this morning didn't want to do the conditioning. I was sick for a couple of days and stuff, so I'll come in and do my squats and stuff, and then I'll just go. I, I said, "Yep, fine, no problem." And then as soon as we started to go down and and do the the conditioning workout, next thing she's grabbing her dumbbells, getting ready to go, and she's like, "See, it just took you getting in the door and warming up and doing something, and then that you completely yeah. in a different mind mindset." Yeah, I'm actually going to bring people back to. So we discussed it when we were talking about uh, you know our favorite books. Uh, and we were talking about habit stacking, mm-hmm. right? Now, in per- I'm going to relate this in particular, like going to the gym yep. and trying to build a good habit of going to the gym because this really matters, especially for this episode because if you, the listener, if you find yourself going all in on at certain times of the year, you know, I've got a holiday coming up, I'm going to go all in, but then as soon as I come back from the holiday, I'm done. Yeah, you right? forget all about it. You forget all about it. Literally, the smallest thing that you can do, like, let's say it's do one push-up, it's always going to lead to more. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's even putting on your gym gear, it's always going to take you out of that, uh, like you, like what you said, uh, all or nothing or something. Yeah. Just do something, yeah. like the smallest thing, read one page, yeah. like the smallest thing is going to take you off of that sort of downward spiral, we'll call it, and it's going to bring you back in line. Mm-hmm. The, the, I think the, the example you were talking about, the, the habit stacking in terms of uh, people making it easier for themselves to get to the gym. Uh, James Clear was talking about the girl who really, really hated going to the gym, but knew that she, she had to go up every morning, go to the gym and stuff. She, she wanted to cut as many processes out as possible, so she used to sleep in her gym gear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she woke up in the morning, she was already ready. Uh, so there was, there was no excuse there to not go. Because it was already planned. Yeah. I, I actually had a a, a friend, uh, Chris Deveni, and he used to do exactly the same. Because obviously, as a fighter, we used to get up at six a.m. in the morning to go for runs. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, now that I think about it, it's actually a wee bit later because I get up at five a.m. every day now. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, even that's a, a, a difficult habit to sustain. Yeah. Some di- some days you, we've been doing it for the last I don't know how many days, but mm-hmm. like some days you just feel like going ah. I'll just have a lie on. Even for five, ten minutes. For five yeah. or ten minutes. Um, yeah. But what Chris used to do is sleep in his uh, gym gear, mm-hmm. in his running gear. But also, if he was trying to drop weight for, for like a competition, he would have wore a black bag to bed. Sleeping in it? Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> well, you know, over like over the top of it. Because yeah. uh, as fighters used to, I mean, there, there's more sort of... 
uh, there's better developed technology now and better developed sort of knowledge yeah. on how to lose weight. Yeah. But we're talking like uh, 20 years ago. Uh, Just sweating in his sleep. Sweating in his sleep. So, and and then he didn't have to put it on him the next morning. So he's just straight up black bag on uh, and away out in his sleep. That's crazy. There's got to be easier ways to do that. Like that is like that is all. (laughs) (laughs) As all as all can be. I know. I know. For God's sake. Um, So see, see if we're talking about. So we've gave a load of examples about. things about fitness and getting to the gym and being all or nothing in terms of like changing body composition or whatever if you want to call it that uh are there any like examples of people or maybe yourself that you've come into uh touch with that have went all or nothing in their business and what kind of an effect that has so if someone for instance is like building a business they're all or nothing to get it off the ground and then something stops them or people yeah. who are going all or nothing can't keep the momentum going and lose heart. Is, is that yeah. something that you've seen? I, I actually come across that quite a bit. I, I suppose in, in our game, you know, from personal trainers, and th- this is a big thing that I would speak to a lot of personal trainers about that's coming through our course. This industry will consume you. Mm. Like, it will just take over your life. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. You're working with people who are positive and you're making a positive impact on people. And it can be so easy to get so caught up in it all and then, like, forget about the other stuff as well. Right? All the admin sort of things. and yeah. You just kind of, you know, you're going crazy for it. Yeah. Everything's about fitness and you're just going mental, especially, like, in the first year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I remember I was doing 14-hour shifts mm-hmm. in the gym floor. Just because you, I loved what I was doing, I was helping people, but I didn't realize that there was other stuff going on outside. I suppose you know that that's an all, yeah, right. Um, whereas I should have been taking time away from from that, being at, being at home with my family, doing other things apart from just working fourteen hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a warning that I give to a lot of personal trainers that are coming through uh, our course at Elite. Um, I suppose, you know, I see some examples of uh, trainers just not showing up at all. Like, and literally the gym closing down. Like, I, I know one or two gyms in particular that the guys just didn't show up. And they took off, like, you know, like a an, an absolute Ferrari mm-hmm. out of the blocks. Had a ton of clients. And then just one day, can't do this no more. I'm um, gone. What do, you, what do you think brings that on? Uh, I think it's probably just a, a, a culmination of probably one going too too hard at it and then once the smallest thing goes wrong or they're possibly anxious about something, having to deal with the stuff that's not just training people, yeah, they're probably then, oh, do you know what, this is too difficult, I, I, I got to go, I, I got to bail here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that happen a few times and it, it, it's sad because... It's a great industry, but it's a difficult industry as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't actually realize that from the outside. They think, ah, oh, you just stand there in a tracksuit all day and get paid, and it's <sighs> all good. But there's a lot of work that goes into being a coach, being a gym owner, yeah. uh, being an entrepreneur. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and you have to deal with a lot of things day and daily. Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't realize that, and then once they get in there and they, they're not pre-warned about it, mm-hmm. then they're like, ah, I got a bail here, you it's know. A it's, big uh, shock to them. it's either all I'm all in here, or 
you know, it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, I would say, like, if if that is you, if you if you're a gym owner or your personal trainer, just reach out to someone who's who's been in your shoes and who can guide you on it. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's super important. If I could sort of reflect back on what I would do differently, uh, I think we were talking about this here a few weeks ago in my business, it would be to get a coach sooner than what I did. Yeah. Because I know it would have progressed me so much so much faster mm-hmm. um, than than what I did as well. Yeah. If, if that kind of goes alongside, you know, in terms of getting a business coach, but, you know, if you want to talk about it in fitness as well, yeah. fitness coach, the, yeah. someone who's been through the problems that you're likely to go through, yeah. knows how to fix them, can maybe help you avoid some of the unnecessary mistakes. Like there are, I'm sure there are mistakes that people need to make yep. to, you know, like develop as a character and stuff, but there's no need to do it in such a stressed out mindset where you're going, you know, tunnel vision, yep. nothing but the goal. And then as soon as something messes up, then it's it's all down the drain. Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, the term life coach gets thrown about quite loosely today. Uh, but when you were talking earlier, you were saying about, you know, your, your dad, mm-hmm. he had said to you, Stephen, you got to, you got to get your shit together here. Like you can't do this here. You can't, you know, keep going the way, I'm keep going, going yeah. the, the way you're going. So essentially the, the information is there. Mm-hmm. If you look for it, yeah. if you go to someone, obviously you, your dad's whatever age he is, yeah. he's been about and he's seen a lot of things in life. And mm-hmm. if you go to someone who's probably gained a lot more experience in life than you and, mm-hmm. and get some outside perspective, because a lot of the times you don't really, you can't see, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Yeah. You just kind of, like you said, you get the blinkers on and you're just going. Yeah. And then someone else comes in and says, here, you're doing shit wrong here. You need to fix this. It's like, Holy and shit. you freak out. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, again, that could be the the line that you talked about, the, where you, you you cross that line and then you, then you take action. Yeah, you change things. Yeah. And anything that you're probably going through with the, the hurdles or the you know, things that are getting in your way that are causing you the stress to make you think, I'm done, I don't want to do it anymore, chances are someone's been through it. Yep. So you just need to look for someone who's who's done it before. Yeah. And then they'll sit down and go, calm yourself yeah i i asked so now that we're talking about this uh so my, my dad's been an entrepreneur for 30 years mm-hmm. uh and he like he's been about and he's experienced it for a bit in life and i remember i remember going to him it was a few years ago in Arlick and i was like daddy uh, I, I just feel like quitting it's just so difficult you know running a business is difficult life is difficult uh, and he, he kind of just looked at me and he, he sort of laughed and he was like John I've been doing this here for nearly 30 years and it's still difficult for me mm-hmm. so more or less get fucking over it and <laughs> get back to work get used to it yeah <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I'm saying and sometimes all you need is that small bit of perspective just to get you back on board Yeah. but it's important that you look for it mm-hmm. instead of being blind to it yeah and Probably a, a sub-note onto that as well, not looking for the instant gratification of yeah, success, yeah. Yeah. whether it's in business or fitness. Yeah, because it's so easy, especially today, like we said earlier, we live in uh, the, the type of society that we live in, but our brains just aren't built for it. Yeah, we just want everything now, yeah. and it's not the case. And it's, whenever you see everybody else who seems to be having everything yeah. their way, and they have everything that you want or yeah. you're going towards, 
especially just the flick of your phone, like it's yeah, it's, it's tough not, to not want to bail <laughs> at times. I know, for sure, for sure. Will you cut it there today, yeah? I think so. Good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Well, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. And if you have, uh, where, where can people find us, Steve? Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on iTunes. And I think... Instagram? Yeah, we're going to be on Instagram. And uh, we are on... Our personal What's page. It called? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, of course. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Forgot, forgot all about that. <laughs> okay, so uh, hit us up on Instagram. What's your Instagram name? Instagram is at Coach Stevo Hybrid. Mine is M underscroke J underscroke Lennon one, I think. But you'll find it anyway. So, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, make sure you share it with a friend. See you later.